All right, this is the start of another Rolling Toe show. This is uh, May 11th of 2023. It's I don't know what number anymore. I actually don't have any idea how many we've done. Something over, I believe, over 150. Uh, and it's a beautiful day out for uh, podcast inside. And Mike, unfortunately, is not going to be joining us. He's He's stuck talking to some... Uh, tire people up in Connecticut and I'll be just doing the hosting duties today me and my co-host which I guess is going to be chat GPT and see how that goes uh, we've got a we've had a pretty interesting set of weeks here uh, in April between the show uh, the mid-america truck show and now uh, we've had some training we've had some uh, uh, sales. We've had some a lot of great demonstrations and a lot of different uh, contacts and people all over the country and outside of the country uh, with with problems that we're helping them get solved. And it's just been a, it's been a really exciting few weeks. And looking forward to how the next few go. Uh, and I hope it's been pretty great for all of you out there. I don't know how all of your all's uh, tire wear is personally for having listened to us. I hope you've all seen improvements and saved money and made yourselves more profitable by doing that. So we got a call. This is a call-in show. And if you do have any questions or comments on tires or vibrations or yeah, a few vibrations or uh, handling, especially and uh, your specific truck, you can call us at 855 950 3835 from noon to one o'clock uh, central time on Thursdays here at the Rolling Toe Show. Outside of that, you can call our tech line 515-967-5626, but we could really use a few calls during the show. And we actually have a couple calls. So I'm going to start with uh, the first one is a gentleman in Nashville with what he says is a GM vibration. Are you there? Jim, I think. Yes, J-I-M. Yes. yes. Hey, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? For taking my call. Hey, I called yeah. you before the show started, so. Yes. Okay, here's what I got. I got a 99 model Peterbilt, 11R, 24 and a half. I got uh-huh. a vibration, bad vibration, over 60 miles an hour. So the faster mm-hmm. you get, the more violent it gets. So uh-huh. I had all my drive. I had oh. balanced yesterday. Okay. And it. It did not help at all. I have my differentials checked. There's no metal in them. Is that is that bearing? Okay. Well, uh, you know, I got one. When you say you got a 99 and you got 24 fives, my first question is how old are the wheels? I have no idea. Probably pretty old. You never know. How long have you had the truck? Uh, about a year. About a year. Okay, yeah. So no idea how old the, the wheels are. The the a vibration that starts at sixty and just keeps getting worse. That's um, is it cyclical at all? I mean, does it come and go, shake and stop, or does, is it just steady. constant, steady, steady, constant? Yep. And right. one more thing, Kevin. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm empty, I'm a gas hauler, local gas hauler. Whenever my tanker is empty, it's worse. When it's empty, it's worse. Okay. And uh, has it been that way since you got it? No, it just no. started about two or three weeks ago. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Uh, let's see. So yeah, my issue with the wheels is that they are 
you know, 24 or fives are, they're rare now. Um, for a commercial environment, you kind of want to be using the product that is most available. And that means you might want to consider switching to the 22 fives, uh, you know, the low pro or the, the tall 22 fives because they're the same as the low pro uh, 24 fives. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the, and the, let's see. The, the next thing is with those wheels, with those rare old wheels, uh, they, you know, after about a million miles, there's a good chance they need to be replaced. And these, uh, unless you got really lucky, this truck probably has closer to 2 million. Uh, how yeah, many miles it, does it have? I have no idea. It was a California no truck. Yeah, it was a California okay. truck. It worked for it. It, uh, it worked for an excavating company. It's just a day cab, uh-huh. so it's not a it's not over the road truck or anything. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's got quite a bit of miles on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so those wheels. I mean, any one of them at any time. I guess that's that's the, a real issue with a vehicle at this age, you know, over 20, anything could have happened. Um, it could be that uh, there's an issue with one of your eight wheels, and that's causing a vibration over 60. Now, to narrow it down, when the vibration first starts, when you first recognize it's there, is it happening in your seat or is it happening in your hands? No, it's underneath my seat, mainly seat. In the passenger side. Well, okay. Yeah. Behind all right. Me. Um, behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And that, that means that it could be anything from the front of the engine all the way to the rear, rear right rear or left rear tire. So there's a lot of options. Now that it happens over 60, you can probably forget yeah. the engine because it's, it's those, all those vibrations should be RPM sensitive. Um, right. But it is happening over 60. And that means we're probably talking about something that is rotating faster, which could be all the way at the uh, the drive line and back to again the rear wheels. Um, anything in anything in that line could be the problem. Uh, it could be hubs. It could be bearings. It could be tire. It could be universal joints. If something is happening that when it gets up to sixty miles an hour. Something is developing enough force to lift the vehicle. Typically, I had, what's that? I'm sorry. Okay. Kevin, I, okay. I had, I, I had, uh, I had all the U joints checked, all the drive lines checked, and I got mm-hmm. a brand new differential. Could okay. that be coming apart inside? Yes. Yes. Okay. There, there, there could be a, some problem there. Like I was just talking to a guy up in Green Bay who was measuring out a truck. And I mean, he was just trying to calibrate his equipment and discovered that the rear drive axle on the truck he was working on was over an inch towed in. Um, and that could mean that would, I mean, he couldn't see a problem with it from the outside. It didn't appear to be an inch towed in, but it is. And uh, what that's doing is it's forcing the, the drive shaft to not connect to the spider gears properly and to rub against the end of the, the axle housing. So he's looking for a hub or an axle housing or a gear failure if they don't do something about that, uh, that extreme toe. Now, you, you won't see that again just looking at it, but anything over a half of an inch of toe would be a problem. 
So you maybe should consider measuring that on both your drive axles just to make sure that's not an issue. It's easy to do. One person can do it. Uh, just measure. Well, eh, you might want somebody holding the tape measure on the other side. But measure the, the uh, from a two pieces of tape on the face of the tire on the tread. Uh, between marks on those two pieces of tape, you should be able to measure from a solid number one or two up to a solid number 68 or 69. And then roll it forward until the tape appears on the front side of the axle and measure again. And those numbers should be about the same. If there are more than a uh, more than a half inch different, you've got a serious problem. If they're nearly a half inch difference, uh, you got a, you got a problem. Um, but if we're really concerned about more than a half inch on drive axle toe. Yeah, my my drive tires are are wearing really nice, all of them. Yeah, but the drive tires do the pushing; they don't get pushed. So even if there is toe across the axle, it's just pushing a little toward or away from the frame of the vehicle, and it doesn't really show up as wear. Yeah. Well, I wish uh, I could so, take it to you and just drop it off. <laughs> what's that? You know, <laughs> I wish I could just take it to you and drop it off. Yeah. And and just, well, there's a really good guy there in Nashville at, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the place. It's, uh, hold on a second, and I will find it. Yeah, appreciate uh, that. Right. Yeah, it's Tennessee. Okay, in Nashville, Service Tire LLC. It's a good guy there. Service Tower uh, Tire I would, LLC. Uh, I would, yeah, John Koontz. Yeah, Service Tire LLC. I would definitely recommend him. Uh, and let's see. Okay, so like I say, it could be housing bent. It could be bearings are loose. Now, this is very, very common for a 1999 because you don't have the sleeves between the bearings. So every 150,000 miles, you got to tighten them up again. But typically, if the bearings are loose, it doesn't get worse and worse and worse the faster you go. It's just a general uh, uh, low-grade vibration. If it gets worse and worse and worse, we're probably talking about a tire that is out of balance or damaged and yeah, the, the, that, the, the out of balance or damaged could be that the rim is the problem and it could be that the, the axle housing itself is the problem. So I'm, those are the two things I'm really worried about in your case. How do you, how do you check the rim? How do you check rims well, to see if they're not bent? You jack up the vehicle and you, and, you, and you just spin the tire and you kind of want to, you can put a dead man next to the rim and as it spins, you just check for, variation okay and you also want to inspect it really close and make sure that it's, that there's no uh damage at the at the lugs or or anywhere else that you can see uh the issue with the drive is you can't really there's you can't really see inside and outside because you you're limited uh the the other issue with an older rim is that all that pressure and all that heat has been pushing on the unsupported bell side of each wheel. And it can, over time, it's going to deform that wheel. It's either going to make the the circumference of it smaller or it's going to bend in a way that isn't perfectly round. Uh, And definitely what it's going to do is uh, wear out the, the rounded portion of the rim where the bead meets and turn it into a nice square which will wear out your tires much faster. Okay. Uh, here's another clue real fast. Sure. On, on every tire that they balanced, they had to put uh-huh. probably 11 or 13 ounces on each one of them. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I can see a couple of reasons for that. One, the tires are not mounting up to the rims properly anymore. Or two, they're really not putting the technology into 24 or 5 tires that they are into 22 5 tires. So the chances that the tires are coming out of the factory out around is higher. Okay, so, we buy new tires or new rims first? I would, if I were you, I would see if I can get the new rims so I can get new 22 5 tires, a more common tire. Because they're just becoming so rare if you do have a blowout, you don't even know if you're going to get a 24 or 5 to put on. Yeah, they're that rare, huh, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, so and they're getting and they're getting more rare is the issue. So when you're looking at you know long term viability of your operation, and they get the twenty two five is is a thing to do. Man, I really so. love your show. I appreciate you taking my call. Thanks so All much. right, no problem. Thank you for calling. Okay. All Bye, right. Kevin. Bye. Talk to you later. And let us know how it went. <clears throat> All right. So that was that was one call. Got a couple more, and if anybody else needs to get some advice on this, our number here is 855-950-3835. I wonder if I asked ChatGPT, since Mike's not here, what caused my vibration in the rear of my truck? There. And let's see if the AI knows what the heck it's talking about. It says there are several possibilities. Wheels or tires, uneven tires, imbalance or bent wheels, suspension problems, faulty or worn out suspension components, such as shocks, struts, or leaf springs, drive shaft, differential, loose or worn out components, or brake problems. Well, this is very interesting. The, uh, the chat GPT actually knows uh, a little bit about what it's talking about. It's kind of funny. All right. Let's uh, uh, see what the next caller has. All right, I am, I'm hearing something in my he- ears, but it could be anything. All right, uh, this one's air pressure from Alberta. Come on. There you are. Hello, Ben. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing out there? Doing good. Uh, so the caller, the caller that just got off the line there. I did the exact same thing. Um, Jack the truck up off the ground and then if you have someone driving the truck, that works too. And then you you just hold whatever, a steady piece of whatever um, mm-hmm. close to the wheel and that tells you if it's bent or out around. And it worked for me. Right. I, I found three bent rims. Right. Right. The yeah. The the only like like I had said the only issue with it is if what has happened is the bell is slowly collapsing, you can't really see it because it's a, it stays round, but it's a smaller diameter now. I oh I see. That's it's a it's one weird thing. But yeah, that's a the thing to do. You need to do it inside and outside on the tire to really get a picture of uh, what's happening. All right. Um, yep. So I was gonna get you, I was gonna get your recommendation on uh, on what kind of twenty four five tire to run on. We run lots of gravel roads uh-huh. and fairly heavy loads like Super B. Right. And um, right around forty four metric tons. 
And right. I'm not I'm not sure exactly sure what actuate for action, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a legal load on a one, two, three, four, five axle trailer. On a five axle trailer, it's like okay, all right. Um, but you're uh, but they're all twenty four five tires. All of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know how the market is doing in Canada. Uh, uh, again, because I, I recall it has something to do with the the weight of the tire and something like that as far as the import duties on tires and rubber and materials. So, uh, as far as which tire to get for you're you're running it in a in a off almost off road environment, gravel and uh, secondary roads mostly, right? The my experience is that the Michelin isn't as happy with that, and Goodyear says that that would be the market they would like to have. Uh, I I'm trying to think of who spits out rocks best though, and I kind of think that it's uh, it's Firestone. I mean, that, but that don't don't hold me to that, and then and then I don't know if Bridgestone, Firestone are producing the. The, the quantity of 24 or fives that would be helpful for you. Now, you know what? I lost him and I've been talking to dead air, but he's calling in again. Okay, here, hold on. Are you there again? Yes, I'm not yep. sure what happened. But, anyways, yeah, it's, I'd say 80 or 70% highway and the rest is gravel road. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's not that much gravel. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I would I would aim for a second tier, where instead of uh, Michelin, go for BF Goodrich, or instead of Bridgestone, go for Firestone. Um, and like I said, Goodyear is, seems to think that they've got the right tire for it. Okay. Uh, I think that's where I'd go. And I, again, I, just, I guess the problem is I don't know what the 24-5 market is like up there in Canada. But that's, right. that's what I'd recommend. Uh-huh. And what air pressure would you run then that uh, well, tires? I go by the rim. Uh, whatever the rim says its maximum cold pressure is, that's the pressure I would put in it. Right. Which in your case, I mean, what year is the truck? Well, we have a couple of them trucks, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a we have a, a 2015 Kenworth, and then a 2014 okay. Peterbilt. Uh huh. Okay. Chances and are, are they long nose or are they uh? A there's a axle? there's a uh, the Pete is a short nose, mm-hmm. and then the Kenworth is a T800 short nose also okay. cutback axle. Okay, short nose. So both of them are probably gonna go probably going to be H-rated tires, so they're going to have uh, um, they're going to go up to 130. And that's I would try to get as close as I could to that. Yeah. And that makes your, your rubber last uh, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just gives you a cushion, a little buffer against, uh, you know, all the different possible wear issues of braking and steering and everything else. Just let it Give it as much of a chance as you can. Give it all the air you can, you can get in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll let someone else get in. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. All right. 
Well, he called twice. I guess I should have charged him twice. Uh, but feeling generous today. All right. So next year we've got uh, Missouri, and I'm really not sure what this is supposed to be saying. I'm sure he'll clear it up. So, Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, what my question right. was, I bought a, I bought a Kevin. I bought a truck uh, back in January. I, I used 2016, and it came with uh, um, a fresh set of uh, retreads. Now, my question is, should uh-huh. I replace them or just let them or wear them out? Wear them out. Um, there is a decent chance that they they have good uh, that everything went right, and they're not going to give you a fits. Um, so yeah, I would wear, I wouldn't have any problem running retreads. Okay. Especially free. Yeah. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they came with, but they, you know, all the halls are different manufacturers, but the, the treads are all the same. Yeah. That's how they do it. I'd rather that all of them were, that you were, if you could match in each position, you know, the same make or make and model. But if that's not the way it came, then just do it. You you know, do it the way it is. And if there is a big problem between two tires, it'll show up eh, soon enough, I guess. I've I've uh, I bought the truck with four hundred thirty thousand on it. I got four eighty one now. Okay. Okay. They seem to be wearing okay so far. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. If there were going to be a real problem, it probably would have revealed itself already. Yeah, because. I always, when I get new tra- tires, I always take a trip up to uh, Oregon. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no sales tax and no excise federal tax. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so All right. buy eight tires and save a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, so, especially especially compared to California. Ugh. Oh, yeah, definitely compared to the <laughs> People's Socialist Republic of California. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, well thank you. Yeah, that's... Uh, Answered my question. That's all I wanted to know. All right. I'm glad to be of service. Thank you, sir. All right. right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. uh, So that's the the last caller I had on the line. Um, And I guess I got about 10 minutes before we're all done here. Let me see what, uh, again, if you have any other questions out there, our number here is 855-950-3835, and we'll cover, you know, pretty much any of your mechanical issues here. I'm going to go ahead and ask the the chat GPT. Let's see. What am I going with? Are retreads okay to run on my truck and see if chat GPT is as smart as Mike? It says they can be used, and there are considerations to have. When properly manufactured, retreads can offer performance and cost advantages. There are quality and manufacturing standards to be met, inspections and maintenance, application and load requirements, and safety regulations. Well, yeah, okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, it, it references the Tire Retread and Repair Information Bureau, which is a smart place to go to. But in the case of a truck that you've already got with the tires already on it, uh, you can at least mostly assume that uh, whoever put them on followed those guidelines. And like I said, you may as well just run them out the way that they, that you got them. All right. So chat GPT wasn't as much help as Mike in that case. All right. Here's uh, another one question about a front suspension. Hello, Richard. Hey, Kevin. Um, I got a 2000 
T600 Kenworth. And on my yeah. front suspension, I'm not trying to do this to be one of these uh, low rider Peterbilt drivers yeah. or anything else like that. But I do, I would like to try to get my my ride height a little bit lower. And I got double leaf springs on on my suspension. They're pretty thick. But there's also it looks like somebody cut three sections out of a leaf spring and put on uh, put up under the leaf springs also and then there's another then there's a block it's about three or either four inches thick um so it's about probably about five inches taller than the rear my frame on the front is about five inches taller than the frame on the back can i take those all that extra stuff out and just let the leaf spring set down on the shock uh hanger and leave that wedge in there well, I just want to. Okay, so it does have shocks. Yes, got shocks. Okay, so that so the it's not a spring stack, where it's one, two, three, four, five, six repeatedly tapered. No, no, no. It's two, it's two parabolics, and then yeah. pieces of spring under that. It, it looks. I don't know if this is factory, but it looks like somebody had cut some of cut some of these out to make it higher. I don't know. It could be factory. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe they were they were trying to both uh, strengthen it and raise it, uh, but yeah, you, you know, as far as right height goes, yeah, you do not need uh, all that extra space between the spring and the axle. Uh, you okay. can lower it. I I would, uh, I, and you say it's higher on the front than the back. Well, sometimes you know the yes. lake is higher on the front on a Camworth and lower on the front on a Freightliner, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't worry much about lowering that a little bit. I just compare the frame to the tire and make sure you're you're not going to create obstructions for the right, steering. Right. I do know that I would have to uh, flip over my shock my shock hangers and swap them out, put the passenger side on the driver's side because the because of the way it's mounted. And I, I I'm assuming they may have done that. Because if it, if it was setting down without all that other stuff in there, the shock, the piece, the bottom part where the shock mounts to would be hitting the uh, the bar going across the steer, the drag, what's that, drag link? That ain't the drag link, the, is The it? drag link, yeah. Yeah, it would be hitting that. But if I flip them up, if I flip them over and swap sides on them, uh, then that'll put it above that. It wouldn't, it wouldn't interfere with that at all. Hmm. So as long as okay. I keep, as long as I keep the as long as I keep the wedge just the exact same way that it came out, put the wedge the right. same way we went back in. Okay, all right. Right. Okay, all okay. right. I want to make sure your caster is correct, but any any risers can be removed. You just want to make sure your taper is correct. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I was wanting to find out. All right. All right. Well. Uh, yep. Good luck with uh, those changes. And, yep. uh, yeah, uh, let us know how it turns out. I uh, appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, bye. All right. Bye. Okay. All right. We're, uh, and we're down to just uh, maybe five ish minutes left here. Um, and let's see what chat GPT has to say about this. Can I remove risers from my Kenworth spring stack. See what it says there. Uh, 
photo removed arises from a camera with spring stack, important to consider. Legal and safety considerations, yes, yes. Ride quality and handling, yes, yes. Axle alignment, yes, I said that, and warranty. All right, well, it appears that there, there's no warranty at this point because it's uh, 2000. And, um, yeah, I, I am just really, really surprised that this thing, you just type in these questions. I even have spelling errors, and, and uh, it still came up with the right area. I am, I'm just amazed at this thing, and uh, uh, I don't know what's going to happen to my job if this thing keeps answering questions better and better. All right. Um, anyway, that's, uh, I got one more. Oh, it's Richard again. Hello, Richard. Hey, I meant that. I also wanted to comment on the retread. Uh, on the retread, as long as they're, they have been done properly at the retread okay. facility, as, as with any tire, new or retread, the biggest, uh, making them last long is make sure you keep proper air pressure in them. That's, oh, that's yes. the biggest yes. thing. I had, I had one that, that right at a year, a little over a year probably, uh, and I don't, I don't even remember how old it was, but uh, I never had an issue with it blowing out or anything like that. But as long as you keep the, no. the, the uh, amount of air pressure in it, fine. Right. Air pressure, the other important thing with a retread and air pressure is uh, you want it to run as cool as you can. And the less air yeah. pressure you have, the more that tread is is deforming through the footprint and generating heat. So, yeah, it's going to heat up a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, protect it by keeping air pressure in it. Yep. Yep. Yes, very, very, very correct. Yep. All right. That's all I got. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just about to call it a day. Um, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask you uh, this thing that one more time. Uh, is air pressure important? Am I important in my retread? Okay, okay. Okay, air pressure. Safety. Adequate air pressure helps maintain structural integrity and load carrying capacity. Uh, Underinflated causes heat buildup, tire fire, risk of accidents. Okay, see, that's what I was just saying. Performance, handling, and traction, and fuel efficiency are influenced. Entire wear is influenced. Over or underinflated can cause uninflated tire wear. These are all true things. Man, this uh, be care be careful out there. This Chat GPT thing is gonna take all our jobs someday. All right, um, that's about all I got, and I'm really happy everybody was here to have calls and call in and uh, listen to us and be a part of this. And I'm looking forward to doing more next week. Mike will finally be. I think Michael finally be back next week. He may be in Mississippi. And I think he comes back on Wednesday. So um, I'll be here. Mike should be here. And we'll look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you all for listening.